This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Selling a little or a lot? Do your thing however you cha-ching with Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash offer 23. Tis the season to shine with H&M. Discover the holiday collection and find fashionable pieces for your wardrobe or for under the tree. Get inspired and dazzle with this year's glam. From tuxedo styles, bow detailed pieces, impressive prints, and more. From unforgettable looks to unforgettable gifts. With fashion finds to home decor, find it all at H&M. Treat your loved ones and yourself this season. Shop in-store or at hm.com. If I don't put my efforts in now, I'm not going to see it. So I cannot lose that opportunity. I've already lost like a good four to five years, solid opportunities where I had to say no, or like, no, that's too far or that's too late. Or no, that means I have to leave on a Friday and come back on Sunday. No, I'm not going to take that gig. So I've, I've said no so many times. And this is the year where I'm like, if it makes sense, if I see the value in it, yeah. And it doesn't have to be monetizing. But if I see the value for me or my brand, I'm going to say yes to it. Hey, my name is Veronica Cisneros, and I am a licensed marriage and family therapist, a mama of three girls, and married for 23 years. I am obsessed with helping you navigate through the seasons of marriage, helping couples like you break free from feeling like roommates. I will teach you the secrets to having a healthy marriage by providing tools and tips to help you reconnect in a way that you can't keep your hands off each other, where flirting and kissing is the norm in your household. Setting intentional time to date, get to know and support each other's dreams and goals so that you can grow together without keeping score or judging one another. Where you feel seen and heard even when you disagree. Where arguments end with mutual respect and understanding. Where you work together to build and strengthen your family so no one feels like they're carrying the weight of the family on their own. These are the necessary skills your children need for you to model so that they develop healthy relationships and thrive in life. This is the Empowered and Unapologetic Podcast. Ladies, please help me by welcoming my guest, Alice Chan. Hey, Alice. Hi, Veronica. Thanks for having me here. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us. So let me ask you a question. How did you become an entrepreneur? Oh boy. Um, I think I've always had an entrepreneurial mindset because my dad had a business and my mom was very involved and I've I've seen them working their tails off since I was a little kid. So I always had that in the back of my mind. Um, I majored in economics and uh, marketing. I've always had a good sense of business acumen and I know how to market. I mean, you can market anything. Um, mm-hmm. I've had years of marketing and I think that has really helped me 
uh, just kind of plowed my career through. When did you start? Like, how did you know to start your business? Like, was there anybody that said anything to you? Was there like, obviously you're fulfilling a need, but like, how did it come about? How did mom come NYC come about? It was very organic. Like I have a standard nine to five job, a banking, and then I went into advertising. I've always been very creative and I never wanted to be stuck in corporate finances. And I was for seven years and I felt like my soul was drained. Like every day yeah. I was in the bank and I was just feeling dead. So I knew I had to do something, but I'm like, okay, what can I do that can also sustain me? And it wasn't really until I had my first baby. I was doing comedy on the side, but I wasn't getting paid for it. I was just doing it for the love of it. I met my husband. I was still doing comedy. I probably got like five or $10 a gig and mm -hmm. I didn't. And then when I was pregnant, um, he asked me, do you want to stay home and take care of the baby while I work? We'll have to downsize, of course. And I'm like, whoa, that sounds like the easiest job on the planet. I didn't know. And I was like, yeah, up. fun. <laughs> yeah, set it up. <laughs> so I went back to work for four months and I was like, see you guys. Yeah, I'm like, peace out. <laughs> made it. Made it. Yeah. Um, so first day at home with the newborn. Awesome. Didn't know what I was doing. Mm -hmm. Then uh, then it quickly became three months, six months. And I was like, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. And I was stuck for like three and a half years. I started doing photography. And I was trying to make money doing freelance photography. So I could, you know, I could leave the baby with a babysitter or my yep. husband for a couple hours only. And I could make a few bucks. And then I realized it wasn't fulfilling my soul. And I, it wasn't to my second baby that I thought, hey, I'm going to dip my toes back into comedy. And we lived in Greenpoint, Brooklyn at that time, where we were surrounded with bars and restaurants. And it was, nightlife was insane. And I went out one night. I'm like, you know what? I need a break from my six-month-old. I walked into a bar. There was a comedy show going on. And it brought back feelings that I hadn't felt for like a long time. And I was like, mm -hmm. I got to get back into this. I walked up to Kendra Cunningham, who is my good friend now. And she gave me the chance. I said, hi, I used to do comedy. Um, um, and I was just like stammering. I didn't know what to say. <laughs> and he's like, great. When do you want to perform next? I'm like, wait, you want to put me on your show? Yeah. So she gave me that chance. And I was like, I was, you got to step it up. You can't just walk in without any jokes. You got to start writing. You're going to be on stage in a month. So I did that. And after that, I was just trying to get gigs and no one was asking me to be on stage because, you know, we're in New York city. There's competition mm -hmm, i'm competing mm -hmm. with 25 year old males who are hustling every night yeah meanwhile i'm like nursing a baby and <laughs> a toddler which i know has a lot of content but at that time i wasn't even the right no friend. i was just crazy and nuts and so i started i'm like you know what i'm going to produce my own show and i start producing um shows at night um and then i realized oh nighttime is not my gig you know i'm tired so <laughs> yeah, i'm still nursing the baby so i was like you know what i'm going to do a daytime comedy show i'm going to do like a daytime comedy show where moms dads caregivers can bring their babies don't need to spend money on a babysitter and i found a cute bookstore in greenpoint word bookstore is still there on franklin street i asked them hey do you want to do a BYOB, bring your own baby kind of comedy sh show. I'll give you half the profits. They said, yes. 
first show, I had seven moms. They were like five of them were my friends and they were <laughs> newborn. And I wanted to just create a safe place. You know, first and foremost, it wasn't about the money. It was fulfilling my dream about doing comedy, but yeah. also giving a safe, supportive space for moms to nurse their babies, to come out and socialize with other adults, to actually watch real live comedy, but not at 9 p.m. at night. Mm-hmm. We had professional co- comedians coming in. Like they were from, they, people were coming in from David Letterman shows. They've done like the like Jimmy Fallon shows, um, a writer from SNL. So we had like real good comedians and they would do clean comedy. Not like it mattered because the newborns yeah. didn't understand anyway. Yeah. But that was when it gave me the idea, like I'm making money. Uh, it soon grew to like a monthly show, word of mouth. I didn't have to spend money on advertising and I was making money. I was, I was able to pay the comics. Um, after two shows, I was able to pay the comics. That's amazing. Yeah. And I was like, why don't I do something bigger? Mm-hmm. And I start doing events. I start producing events that was, um, you know, on the evening side, but not too late for the moms. And yep. I made it more inclusive and I included women of, you didn't have to be a mom just to be in my show, but I really want to create a safe space, infusing comedy into it. And the events start bringing in money. And then uh, COVID hit, I started turning um, my focus more on Instagram, doing reels and sketches. And I guess it resonated with a lot of parents and then brands started to recognize it. They start mm-hmm. asking me to help them do campaigns. And that's when I was like, you know what? Comedy can bring in money. Hell yeah. Um, not enough to sustain <laughs> my <laughs> life right now with two kids, but it it has been amazing for my self-esteem because, oh, yeah. you know, when you've been working since you were 12 years old, making mm-hmm. your own cash, and all of a sudden for four years, you're dependent on someone else's paycheck. Yep. It does yeah. a number of your self-esteem. Oh, hell yeah. Um, I remember, so my husband, um, he's a retired Marine and I was, um, I was starting to go to school for obviously what I'm doing now, but I was, you know, my undergrad program graduated and I was like, all right, well, I'm going to go ahead and go to, for my master's. And we received orders and we received orders to move to, um, New York. We were moved to Long Island. Yeah. We lived in Long Island for three and a half years. Um, and my husband was stationed at Fort Leonard Wood over there in the Bronx. And he would have to cross that Throgsnex bridge every Mm. single day and pay like $50 a day (laughs) over there and back. (laughs) Yeah. The tolls are crazy. Um, but it was one of those moments where it was like, okay, well, you're not going to work anymore because you know, we had our oldest, she was like, four about to be five. And then I had just had a baby. And so it was like, here we go. This is what it looks like. And it's like, well, shit. And I remember calling him one day, like, I was like, all right, this is same thing. This is, this is cool. (laughs) Shit, man, this is awesome. You know, I just get a chill baby sleeps, kid goes to school, like, damn, I'm living the vida loca. Right. (laughs) And, um, yeah, I remember calling him one day and I was like, all right, I'm just going to be honest with you. One of them ain't going to make it. <laughs> I'm going to let you pick. I'm going to let you pick. Because one of them, it ain't, it ain't looking, it ain't looking good. So either you bring your ass home or I pick, you know, whatever. Hey, I'm good either way. Um, yeah, I was like, oh, shit. And so I remember like posting up flyers. So in New York, um, where we were stationed, 
it's military housing, but it's not on a military base. It's like so much different. Um, it's over there by Eisenhower Park. And so I remember like posting up like, well, screw it, because one kid's not enough. Why not go ahead? And I can't leave my house. So why not start, you know, watching other people's kids and so they can entertain my kids. <laughs> and it was one of those things where it was like, I can't do this anymore. And it kind of goes back to, you know, for me, it was I felt as if I didn't know that that's what was happening. I didn't know that that's what was happening until I became a therapist and like had a clinical term for it. But like literally I was falling into like, I don't want to call it depression, but it would have been this depressed state. And I felt as if I had completely lost myself. Like I was so laser focused on wanting to be an exceptional mom, an exceptional wife. I mean, I have, I was like making up shit to do like literally making up shit to do and like just being on high uh, the entire time, high frustration, feeling overwhelmed. And so my question to you is with, you know, you got, you and your husband had this agreement that, okay, you know, you're going to live the vida loca at home. Um, how did that transition? Like, how did, how did that transition of you starting to go? Well, you know, this was, this was, this was fun. Peace <laughs> out kids. Um, I'm going to go ahead and mom's going to start figuring her, her, her shit out and like create a business. How did that transition play into your marriage? Oh man. Uh, I feel like my husband should speak on his behalf. <laughs> but, uh, he's busy right now. So I, I was really grumpy. I was yeah. very ragey. I think I had postpartum depression. And I don't like that term because I never thought I had had it yeah. because of that depression. I, and I was right. like, you know what? I'm happy. Go lucky. I'm happy around my friends. I'm happy around my babies. I'm just not happy around my husband. Yeah. And my therapist diagnosed me just like two years ago. Yeah. She said that sounded like postpartum rage. So you did have PPD, but it just came out as rage and resentment. And I'm like, you know what? That's it. Bingo. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I wish someone had told me that earlier. For real. Um, yeah, we're lucky we're like still together. We made it. But I was very ragey and I didn't know what it was, but I bet you, well, I know what it is now. I focused too much on trying to be the perfect mom. I saw a lot of what society is expecting from you. Yeah. Um, you know, you hear things and you can't, you just can't feel, you just can't shake it off. And I, everything I did, I could have done better at night. I'm like, ah, I could have played with him a little longer. Yep. Ah, I could have taken him to that yoga me class. I know I was too tired today. I, I could have made him a, a healthier meal. And it was a lot of guilt. And I felt like I've lo I lost myself and yeah. I wasn't the Alice anymore. And I kept thinking, okay, I'm still me because I love my kid. I'm happy around my kid. Um, I made some mom friends. I took him to every baby and me class every day, mm -hmm. but it was about the baby. Yep. It wasn't about me. And I was like, what was I doing before that? Oh, I was creative. So I was trying to do, I was still trying to do creative stuff like graphic design, photography, but it wasn't me. And I think deep down, I just wanted to just wanted to do my comedy again. I think part of that is therapy because I get to say what I want on stage. Um, I needed validation and yeah. I wasn't getting it at home and I'm a middle child, you know, like I really need validation <laughs> I'm a people pleaser. Mm -hmm. And so I remember when I performed my first gig and then I finally got paid for it and it wasn't much, 
I just felt like, hey, there's something there. Let me yeah. explore more. And I'm, I've never really transitioned out of being uh, a stay-at-home parent. I'm still a stay-at-home parent, but I've been able to ask for help more. Yeah. And I've been able to leave the, the family more often. And this year, uh, I told my husband, like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm interviewing babysitters. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you want to be, you can take full control when I'm away. I'm going to be traveling more. Yeah. I'm going to be going on the West Coast. I'm going to go on the cities. I'm going to be doing more of my comedy. I'm going to, this is, I'm sorry, but this is a gift I have. And I'm, Hell yeah. and I, my, I really want to perform for my moms. I want to be there. I want to talk about the hard stuff and make them laugh and, and find the funny in the struggle and find the funny in, in motherhood. And I'm going to do it. And he's like, that's great. Okay. Let me just, let me know what dates are, are not available. Let me know when I need to pick up the kids and we've made it work. I mean, I, I owe him like 10 date nights, but mm-hmm. um, probably you know, more girl, probably more. <laughs> yeah. Probably, I'm being a little monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know mm-hmm. um, a lot more and <laughs> it's been an amazing partner and that's how I've been able to do it. Like it's, I, but I got to put me first. Like the kids yes. have to admit the kids are older now. So it is a little more possible. It's harder when they're toddler stage, baby stage. But, um, and I chose to be home most of the time with them because yeah. I want to see them grow. I wanted to see the milestones. And, uh, but now it's kind of like, I'm ready. Kids. Yeah. Yeah. I'm you're ready. Ripen your own butts. I think it's mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I know looking for the right therapist can be challenging. However, feeling overwhelmed and disconnected is even harder. Life is filled with several twists and turns, some more severe than others. We do our best to handle them as they come and find ourselves at a loss, not knowing what to do or who to turn to. The clinicians here at Outside the Norm Counseling are here to help. We are here to assist you through this time of need. Together, we will identify your strengths and goals and teach you healthy coping skills. Together, we will develop a plan to help you live the life you want to live. Our team is compassionate, genuine, and we take a great deal of pride in providing an empathetic, non-judgmental approach to all of our clients. It's time you've waited long enough, whether it be for you, your child, or if you're in need of a couple session. We are highly trained clinicians ready to guide you. Schedule an appointment now by calling 951-395-3288. Again, that number is 951-395-3288. We're looking forward to meeting you and being a part of your journey. So that transition of you like owning, it's my turn. It's my turn being unapologetic. Like I'm ready to go. Um, How did that play out? Like what, what type of, I guess what I'm asking, what I want to ask is like, what did you ultimately need to make that shift? Because at the same time, one big thing that a lot of women don't talk about is as we're like fucking making this big shift to go ahead and like, it's a leap. There's also this guilt of, who I'm leaving behind. Mm. Right. Yeah. Tell so me much about that. that. So um, that shift came when I was about to turn 40 and I told my husband, Hey, for my 40th, I'm going to go on a girl's trip. Yeah. My firstborn was only like 18, 
20 months. Yeah. Um, we finished breastfeeding at 18 months. So he was over it. And he's like, wow, really? Like you're, and he, he wasn't like absorbing all that. No, and no. Was like, I know it's going to be a big trip. It's my 40th, mm-hmm. but I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it during Thanksgiving, which yep. is the biggest holiday for us. I'm Canadian. So to me, it didn't really matter. Yeah. You're like, I'm good. You're going to go, but this is, this is good for you to my husband. I was like, you're going to go to your mom's as you do every Thanksgiving and you're going to have help. Yeah. So that's going to be fine. That's the best time to go away. And that was my first way, first time getting away from the family and the, the baby, everything. I felt guilty doing it. But once I was in like Puerto Rico, mm-hmm, I was mm-hmm. not feeling guilty at, at all. At all, margarita in hand, pina colada. Mm-hmm. So, I'm <laughs> My good. girlfriends and eat me, and we we just like soaked into each other's energies. We were all moms, um, and I remember there was this. We we found a secluded beach. We were laying there. We saw from afar this yacht with a few people there. A couple people were skinny dipping in their seventies, oh, and yeah. then we saw this young guy. He was like probably in his twenties. He's waving at us and we're like, oh my gosh, does he not know that we're like these old moms here? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, it's very far. He, sw- he swims up to us. Oh, and like, oh, oh boy. Hey, what's up well, here? <laughs> like, he's like, where are your boyfriends? I was like, you mean our kids? <laughs> didn't even tell them that we were, we were moms. But um, it was just like such a funny, funny situation because mm-hmm. we got each other after he left. Um, I was like, maybe he realized we were, we were old when he came up that close and then he swam away, <laughs> but it gave us a good laugh. And it's kind of like a reminder, like girls can have fun yeah. and like, Hey, we're hot and cute. Yeah. Okay? We can still be hot and cute as moms. And that was our first, that was my first trip. And that to me kind of like solidified and cemented this idea in my head. I'm like, if I'm going to go away. I can mm-hmm. be Alice. If yes. I'm at home, I still can't. I'm physically no. around that energy. So I made another trip. And that trip was farther to Bali with my sisters. Mm-hmm. And that was amazing. And then and it reinforced me. I'm like, trips are good. So yeah. I start letting go of that guilt and being like, I can do a trip. I can be away from my family. My husband's got it. I planned it as well, um, where he would get the support. And then as soon as I felt like, you know what, he can do it on his own. He could figure this out. He could figure it out. And you got to mm-hmm. let that go. You got to let it go. You just got to be like, he can figure it out. He's also a parent. Your partner is there. That's why you guys are called partners. You don't have to do everything. And he doesn't have to do the things that you do, right? He can do it on his own, his way. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to criticize it. At least he's doing it. And that was giving me that permission. Because when I came back, everything was fine. Yeah. And it just, okay, you can yep. do it and again. Absolutely. Plan a trip. I think that's the key. Oh God, yes. Oh yeah. God, yes. Um, trips are, I feel like trips are very vital and with the right people. Right. With the right people, right? Yeah. Because the minute yeah. you have drama, it's like over. Um, yeah. But yeah, have the right people, you in this space and it's okay to be greedy. It's okay to be picky, yeah. Yeah. you know, because it's ultimately your time away from your kids. So that- that time is priceless. Priceless. And you know, the physical aspect of you not being in the same, even the same city. Yep. Oh my gosh. It's like this, you can do 
anything. Like you could stay out late. You can do something that you normally wouldn't do. You could meet up with people that you haven't. You could take your time. Oh my god, yeah. you can hot coffee. Like take your trips. Do like yeah. even like a day away if it's too hard. Suggesting suggestion for like new moms who are just starting to breathe again to find that space. Take a day trip. Go go away, but you gotta mm-hmm. go physically. Mm-hmm. One big, one big fear a lot of women have, especially as they're, you know, embarking on this entrepreneurial process is what impacts it will have on the marriage. Mm. What would you say, um, has impacted your guys's marriage? Um, I think, I think what I'm afraid is, uh, the resentment that yeah. I get if I leave um, and and he has a full-time job, which is very stressful. And he also has a parent. So I think I'm afraid of him resenting me. Yeah. Uh, but he's, well, that's why communication is so key. Like I have to say to him, like, this is very important to me and this is what I need to do. And he's very understanding. So you need to have a partner that also understands like this is important to you. I'm not bringing home thousands of dollars, mm-hmm. but it's to me. And, and some of these trips I'm in the red, I have to invest in myself first to see the fruits of my labor. And so he understands that. Um, I'm afraid that it might tire the relationship because I'm spent by the time I'm back, I'm tired and he's tired from parenting. And yeah. I'm just like, we have to do a better job at date nights. We have to do a better job at planning quality time together. Um, I try to I try to make it a habit that we watch TV together. Like we choose a program. At least we have that at night to look forward to like nine yes. 30 PM when the kids are totally passed out, we meet each other in the living room and we're like talking and, yeah. and something together. So I'm trying to be better at that. I'm not the best at that, but um, I wish I had more energy, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's yeah. yeah. I think, you know, one thing that I've been covering a lot is there is a lot of work you know, with not only building your business, but also there's a lot of work in challenging a lot of the fear we have. You know, it's not like we just like, oh, okay, well, fuck it. You know, we'll try this. There's fear. There's this lack of confidence. There's so many insecurities that come up for us, you know, and we do it anyway. We do it anyway. But then in addition to that, we also have our families, the insecurities that come along with that. And then how is this going to impact our marriage? You know, is my husband still okay? Yeah, he's fine. No problem. Okay, I'm just going to go anyway and I'll deal with it when I come back. Yeah. You know, and then when I come back, it's like, well, shit, I don't even care anymore. I just want to go to sleep. <laughs> right? I mean, it it is. It's, it's this unfortunate perpetual cycle. Mm-hmm. And so I, I guess for most of us, that resentment, keeping score, that is a real valid fear. That is a thousand percent a real valid fear, so much so that there are times we feel indebted to our partner, right? Can you touch on that for for you? Oh, yeah. And it's so fresh in my head because my girlfriends are texting. They're like, hey, we want to do a girls night out on this day. And I'm like, to me, I'm like, I'm not going out because two days after that, I'm leaving for a big trip. Yeah. So I want to be with my kids and my husband up until I have to leave, yep. even two days before I fly out. And tonight he's like, Hey, I'm going out for guys. I know. Is it okay? He's always asking, is yeah. it okay? I'm like, go, go do it. I want him to go do his thing because I will be home with the kids, but I'm, 
I notice that I'm putting my social activities aside mm-hmm. because if I'm going to go on a trip, Alice isn't going to go out and, and have fun with her girlfriends because yeah. my trip is already planned and I need, it's kind of like saving up, right? Like I'm, yeah, I love I'm it. Yeah. That my, all my time that I'm going to go away, it's, it's coming up soon. So I can't be going away for dinners. I need to put the kids to bed. I need to hunger down and like do my share before yeah. I go away for a whole 11 days. That's a long time to parent full time. Mm-hmm. So I'm okay with that though. Like, cause I'm, I'm an introvert and I, when I do my comedy shows, it's exhausting. Like I get so drained, but I need to save up my energy for that. So for me, it works. Like I, if I know a trip is coming up, I like to stay home mm-hmm. conserve all that energy, be with my kids, be with them so much that I'm so sick of them that I'm okay going away. Mm-hmm. And, and just telling my husband, have a boys night out. Like when he's enjoying himself, I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. I'm guilty leaving. Well, and what if that, I love that you point that out because it, it, it is, it's, it's a real feeling and, and thousand percent valid. But what if, what if it didn't have to be that way? Like, you know, because he's going to work and he's not apologizing for going to work. You're going to work. And it just so happens to be that you're going to work and it's going to be 11 days gone. You know, it's not ideal. However, if we, if we look at it and they kind of run parallel, they're, they're both going to work, you know, but I'm wondering like, you know, what do you think it is for us, especially because our hours as an entrepreneur are not like everybody else's hours. Right. I mean, let's just be honest. They're not. Yeah. Why do you think there's more of a, of guilt? Why do you think there's more weight with the things we do and apologies for it? Money. I think it comes down to the money. How much am I earning? At least for me, mm-hmm. how much I'm earning it, that money goes to dinners, dates, and to after school activities. I may be able to afford him a nice watch once a year. Yeah. It's we are living on his salary. If it wasn't for a salary, we are not living in this neighborhood. These kids are not going to the school. We cannot have the car that we are driving. Yeah. We didn't, we cannot plan for any trips. So yeah, I put, I it's, it's because of the money. Like I'm going to a conference, which in, in, in for me, it's making connections that will be long lasting, long-term. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will see the fruits of labor probably in three years or five years but I'm not going home with a big paycheck. And to yeah. me, I feel guilty already for spending the money on a hotel. Um, I'm not getting paid a lot for this comedy show, but it's, it's going to be a huge event for, yeah. for the audience, for my demographic. But uh, that paycheck, that's barely covers the hotel and the flight. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's the money that I'm bringing in, I'm not bringing enough. So I feel guilty. Mm-hmm. And I think there's probably also that comes along with that, this internal struggle of, there might not be money right now that it's, it's bringing in. However, it's, I'm now in, I'm investing in myself and my business because it's not happening right now. However, I continue to do these gigs. I continue to attend these conferences, building up such, you know, building up networks, right. Which is very much needed, especially in the mom community. So that, you know, maybe so many months from now, you know, or however long, you know, you are at that platform where you are able to make a substantial, 
you know, amount retire your husband or however you guys want it played out. But like, I think with being, being in it and having the idea of where you want it to be, but it not being there, it's like, I'm, I'm asking my family to also take this gamble with me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you see it in small doses where I'm like on my phone because I'm engaging with my people. Mm-hmm. And we actually have to do that on social media. And my kids now associate that with me working when they see me on the phone. Yeah. Uh, which is good because like, I'm, it's not like I'm scrolling while they're at the playground. I'm actually, you know, either, either I'm checking doctor appointments or recipes or I'm actually engaging. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's tough because like, I'm not seeing it. So it's not tangible. But if I don't put my efforts in now, I'm not going to see it. So I cannot lose that opportunity. I've already lost like a good four to five years, solid opportunities where I had to say no or like, no, that's too far or that's too late. Or no, that means I have to leave on a Friday and come back on Sunday. No, I'm not going to take that gig. So I've, I've said no so many times. And this is the year where I'm like, if it makes sense if I see the value in it, yeah. And it doesn't have to be monetizing, but if I see the value for me or my brand, I'm going to say yes to it. And I'm not going to apologize for it either. No, no. Mm -hmm. I get that. The guilt will always be there. I'm getting better at swimming through it, swimming right by it uh, because we're, we're, we all are going to have guilt, but I I mean, if it's not now, when is it going to be like, yeah. Yeah. No, a thousand percent. So part of this series is me, you know, I'm working on creating a plan, a secret society to help high achieving women stay married. That's exactly what this is. Helping high achieving women stay married. What would you say would be the most beneficial skill that I can teach to helping this? I don't want to say it's a small community, but essentially it is a small community, this Mm -hmm. small community of women who we're not voicing all of our struggles because we're too busy you know, maintaining our household as well as, you know, accomplishing all of these crazy wild dreams and, and looking fear in the face. But what would you say is like one of the number one skills that you or any other high achieving women would need to learn to help them thrive and be intentional, not only in their business, but also in their household? Wow. Um, I think being present, like being able to put away your work, your meetings, your phone, and just cherish that time um, with your partner, um, with your kids and with your family together. They need to see, like the kids need to see you and your partner kind of have a, a meaningful, loving, engaging relationship. And your partner needs to see you in the family role. And I think it's so uh it's crazy we're always like oh i'll do that tomorrow mm-hmm. or i'll take this meeting today um yeah i'll i'll plan that tomorrow but and then a week goes by and then a month goes, goes by and then you realize or at least i realize wow it, my partner and i have not had dinner alone together for four months yeah it, it's 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 crazy and like we save our adult conversations like at night, maybe if we're watching TV or we're talking over the kids, which I don't recommend. Um, but being present, it's so hard for everyone to just put down your phone, not answering any texts, and and even like 
hire the babysitter to help with the kids. So you and your husband or you and your wife can actually be like sitting in the backyard or at the porch or like in the living room and just having that quality time together. So that is one skill that you believe um, yeah, most I, most I of think, us need to learn. Yeah. I mean, for me, for sure, I need to, I feel like it's a lot of work. Yeah. And for me, it's like, oh, all right, I gotta, I gotta do this. It's yeah. work. Yeah. Um, and I'm not good at it. I, I can preach it, but I'm like, I gotta practice. <laughs> I know what I need to do, Veronica. I know, I know, I know. No, it is It is one of those things. I, I mean, Willie and I, that's my husband's name. Willie and I, we, we, we make it a habit to go out on a date every Tuesday. I'm going to oh. tell you right now, girl. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm just going to be honest. You know, I have a group private practice, you know, and I have six clinicians. And then I have the podcast. And then I, you know, run courses and do all of those things. So I, I have a lot of, th- I'm juggling a lot of things. Right. Mm-hmm. And I have three girls, you know, and my husband, and I'm going to be honest, there's times where it's like, all right, I'm going to be off. And I've made it to where now I'm intentional about being off in, in time to pick up my kids. But it's like, I have to remind myself as crazy as it sounds, but I have to remind myself, do not answer work emails. Do not go on social media and answer, you know, reply to anybody like, just get on, just get in the damn car, Veronica. You can get in the car. You can put on some really good damn music, you know, and you're going to freaking rock out and sing as loud as you can, but you're not going to pick up the phone and do work because I noticed the minute I get in my car, it's like, Oh bird. Awesome. Blah, 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 blah. Sure. Check these emails, check this text message. By the time I go pick up the kids, it's like, okay, well I'm waiting in line. So check more messages. And then the kids get in the car and it's like just one more message. And then we get home and it's like, I'm tired. I ain't got time for any of you. And I noticed that. Yeah. It's like, shit, now I got to go on a date. And now I got to like, <laughs> judge it up. I want to judge shit up. I want to go to bed. I just want to go to bed. I, just, I know. As soon as I wake up, I'll say, my goal is to go to bed. Like, I can't wait to go to bed. <laughs> right? I'm but, not no, it, the thing is, that is common. That is very, very common. And I think one of the biggest things for us is, Again, because we're constantly challenging ourselves outside of our comfort zones and we're doing things that, I mean, ha- most of the time we're making it up as we go, right? It, it is, it, it is overwhelming and it is draining. And, you know, right now I'm being the biggest student ever by asking all high achieving women, how can I best serve you? And that's one thing that I know I needed. I needed to be intentional and in the moment. Because what I thought was intentional was just kind of a check in the box because I found validation in the work that I did because it's like, I know this, I know everything about it. Bring whoever you want to me. I will help. maybe not heal them, but I will help you, you know, but when it came to my family, my kids and my kids are like, mom, you give the worst advice. And I'm like, oh, people pay me for this shit. And you're over here like dismissing it like nothing. You know what I mean? There's no validation there. It's And it's oh. not so easy. There's so many emotions, right? No, if you're seeking validation, not at home. <laughs> my kid was so mad at me. My kindergarten, we were walking to school. He was mad at me because I didn't give him another cookie for breakfast. And then he just looks at me and he's like, you look weird in those glasses. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, thanks. This is two days after he called me fat. <laughs> Why are grown up so fat? And I'm like, oh, like who? And he's like, well, like moms. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. And he's Thank like, you. look at you. You're like mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Like I can't even show you how white his hands. 
I'm like, don't worry, kid. I'm not taking this personally at all. At all. Not at all. Not at all. I'll be rocking back and forth <laughs> in the corner in fetal position. But I, I'll be here to pick you up. I got you. <laughs> I love you. Have a good day. Have a good day. <laughs> oh, my goodness. My last question is, how do you define success? You have so many good questions. Uh, I think success is when you are um, happy with what you've, you have accomplished and also what you are still trying to build. I think, I think if you're happy with yourself, I think a lot of people don't know if they're happy with themselves. And I think a lot of people know themselves. Um, I don't want to put a price tag on it, but I think that if you're doing the work that you're passionate about and you know, it can benefit the society, the world, clearly you are benefiting the society Mm. um, and people are paying you for it. Then it says something. Yeah. It, I hate to attach a paycheck to it. No. But you got to make a living. <laughs> I've worked for free all my life. Um, but, you know, people people want to support you when, when they receive, like, I've had people who are like, they will send me a random, someone just sent me a random $25 last month. Mm. They just wanted to say thank you. I'm like, yeah. what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> ask for it you know like mm-hmm. yeah I have my Venmo on my <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like no one's gonna Venmo me money but I'm like okay people appreciate that yes and, no that's that's supportive and I think that means a lot like even if it's a dollar if people are subscribing to my channel to give me a dollar I'm like you're my number one fan I'm mm-hmm. going to vote my some content just for you because yep. it's not amount about the amount but for you to just even press the button to say subscribe and then to give me 99 cents a month. Yeah. You're supporting my, my, my services. And that means a lot to me. And I think that's success when, when you get that feedback from somebody and because you've, you've changed their life somehow, that's success to me. I love that answer. I love that answer. For those of us that want to work with you, how can we find you? I'm actively mm-hmm. always on Instagram. <laughs> you can find me there before you can like, you know, text me. I'll never, I a- never answer my text. <laughs> um, MomComNYC on my Instagram. And uh, I always list my live shows. I love meeting people um, from my Instagram at my live shows. And I, well, it makes me tear up, Veronica. Mm-hmm. Like, I swear, like I'm, I've met the most incredible moms at my shows. So Hope to see people live at my show. Otherwise, I'm on Instagram all the time. Thank you so much, Alice, for coming on, for sharing your life with us. Um, And in addition to that, sharing your heart. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was so fun. Let's be honest. We can all use a little help in our marriage, especially when it comes to communicating. I have created a guide just for you. Five things that are killing your marriage tips from a therapist. Find out if you are making these marriage mistakes. Ladies, this guide is 100% free. 
I will give you practical tips and easy to use strategies to apply right away. You all know I'm a huge advocate for couples. I am on a mission to help you and your partner experience stress-free living. With this free guide, we are setting our marriages up for success. But it starts with you. You will find this free guide here in the show notes or go to www.veronicasisneros.org. The information I will be providing you is next level. And people pay good money to get these tips that I will be giving you for free. Don't forget to share this with a friend. What's up, ladies? Just want to let you guys know that your ratings and reviews for this podcast are greatly appreciated. If you love this podcast, please go to iTunes right now, write a review, rate the episode, and subscribe. Don't forget to share it with your friends. Hey there. This is Casey McGuire Davidson, host of the Hello Someday podcast. I'm an ex-red wine girl turned life coach who helps busy women change their relationship with alcohol. I spent 20 years climbing the corporate ladder while drinking a bottle of wine a night to unwind. In the Hello Someday podcast, my goal is to teach you the tried and true secrets of creating and living a life you don't want to escape from. Each week, I'll bring you tools, lessons, and conversations to help you drink less and live more. I'll teach you how to navigate our drinking obsessed culture without a buzz and how to turn the decision to stop drinking from your worst case scenario to the best decision of your life. You can find new episodes of the Hello Someday podcast every Thursday, wherever you listen. And I hope you check it out. Hey there, this is Casey McGuire Davidson, host of the Hello Someday podcast. I'm an ex-red wine girl turned life coach who helps busy women change their relationship with alcohol. I spent 20 years climbing the corporate ladder while drinking a bottle of wine a night to unwind. In the Hello Someday podcast, my goal is to teach you the tried and true secrets of creating and living a life you don't want to escape from. Each week, I'll bring you tools, lessons, and conversations to help you drink less and live more. I'll teach you how to navigate our drinking obsessed culture without a buzz and how to turn the decision to stop drinking from your worst case scenario to the best decision of your life. You can find new episodes of the Hello Someday podcast every Thursday, wherever you listen. And I hope you check it out. I know. I know we've been taught that motherhood requires alcohol. I know we've been taught not to question our relationship with alcohol until we've lost everything. And I know we've been taught that if we do dare to examine our relationship with alcohol, we need to head straight to AA and declare ourselves an alcoholic who is powerless to alcohol forever. But what if all that isn't true? That's definitely not my story. I'm Suzanne, the host of the Sober Mom Life podcast. I'm an influencer who stopped drinking in January 2020 and since then, I've been telling the truth about motherhood, influencing, alcohol, and sobriety. If you suspect deep down that glass or three of wine at night might just be making motherhood harder, well, you're right. Come and join me as I chat with other sober and sober curious moms. Let's laugh, cry, and normalize sobriety together, all while we reheat our coffee for the fourth time today. Oh, hey, it's Erin. 
And I'm Michaela, and we're the hosts of the Two Sober Girls podcast, and we are on a mission to spill the wild truth about sobriety. Forget the rosé all day cliche. Sobriety is flipping amazing. Absolutely. It's not just about quitting the drink. It's a gift you give yourself and your loved ones. So what are you waiting for? Break up with that old toxic relationship with alcohol and let us show you the possibilities. And here's the thing. Everything your precious heart desires becomes way easier without the influence of alcohol. We're not just two sober girls. We're also wellness coaches. We're here to show you how to optimize health, lifestyle, and beauty, feel sexy and alive as F. So stay tuned because we're rolling out new episodes every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts and trust us. They have your name written all over them. We can't wait to share the magic of sobriety and wellness with you. Subscribe to Two Sober Girls Podcast today and come follow us on Instagram for behind the scenes action and send us a DM. We can't wait to meet you. I'm Madeline and I'm the host of the Happiest Sober Podcast. I got sober in my 20s after a decade of gray area drinking and the greatest plot twist of all time was realizing that alcohol, the thing that I thought made my life the most happy and fun and exciting, was actually the exact thing preventing me from living my happiest and best life. My mom is 40 years sober and she joins me on my podcast very often. I like to call her my part-time co-host and I also bring you solo episodes where I share my top tips, tricks, and mindset shifts in sobriety and lots of how-tos for navigating all the things sober from weddings to parties to holidays to bachelorette parties to trips. I'm also joined by so many guests who come on and share their sober stories and they're all so, so inspiring. I'm here to show you that life doesn't end when you quit drinking. In fact, it's very much the opposite. And no matter what your relationship was with alcohol, life can be the absolute happiest when you're sober. New episodes come out every Tuesday. You can listen to Happiest Sober Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.